Today's scripture is from the book of Genesis, chapter 28, verses 10 through 19. Here are these words of scripture. Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and I will watch over you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Luz. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning. It's good to be with you today and um, to, uh, grateful that Heidi has asked me to stand in her place and to be with you today. Now, as we get to the scripture today, I think we need to back up a little bit and remind ourselves how Jacob got here today and to remind ourselves even of who Jacob is. So this story began with the conflict between Jacob and Esau in their womb. See, they're twins, and they're very different men that grew up to be the favorites of different parents. Now, I know all of you parents out there don't have favorites, but, so you may not be able to identify with this part of the story. But I'm a twin, and so I identify with some of this part of the story. I'm Esau two minutes older than my sister Karen. And Jacob grew up being his mother's favorite and Esau grew up being his father's favorite. Now I won't tell you whose favorite I was in my family and whose my sister was, I'm just kidding. But Esau was the firstborn and Jacob was the secondborn. And Rebecca, the mother, helped Jacob steal his brother Esau's birthright and the blessing, which left Esau very angry. And when Rebekah, the mother, found out that Esau was going to seek revenge on her favorite son, she decided she was going to get him out of town. And she was going to send him back to her town where she was from to find a wife. And so that's why Jacob is on this journey that we read in scripture today. And today we're going to talk about ladders and rocks, and we're going to talk about journeys 
and pillows, movement and stillness and justice and blessing. African-American slaves in the United States created a vibrant culture of resistance and dissent, despite attempts by white slave owners to indoctrinate them into a passivity and using a variant and sinful interpretation of Christianity. Slaves were not permitted to speak while working in the fields, but they were permitted to sing and to raise up chants in order to alleviate the tedium and the repetitious acts of work and motion that they had to, to live out every day. And the song, We Are Climbing Jacob's Ladder, is one of those African-American spirituals. And as a folk song, it originated, they think, in sometime between 1750 and 1825. Of course, they're not sure because it emerged in a repressed culture. But they're pretty sure that it was composed by some slaves from what is now known as Liberia, which this congregation and myself have a foundation and some history of mission work in. The spiritual utilizes the image of Jacob's ladder. The spiritual implies that, that God promised to the biblical patriarch Jacob will also lead the slaves to freedom. Hear these words from scripture again from the ears of a slave. I am the Lord, the God of the father of Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land in which you are lying. Your descendants will be like dust on the earth, and you will spread from the east to the west, to the north and to the south. All people on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. And I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. Can you imagine? The song emphasizes spiritual growth, increasing one's knowledge of God's call on our lives to discipleship. The striving nature of the climb toward God is depicted in tests and draws heavily on overcoming. Black slaves believed that this was for them. This was their hope. The traditional lyrics hold out hope that the slave can rise up and escape slavery. The song became one of the first American, African-American spirituals to become popular with white Christians and, as part of our, and is part of our own United Methodist hymnal. Are they still in front of your pews today? I wasn't sure with COVID if they were still there because some churches have cleared everything out. But it's in there. I can't tell you what number, but it's in there. Look in the back if you'd like and check out the lyrics. African slaves, African Americans are on a ladder trying to climb out of slavery and unjust systems of living and finding hope and blessing and a way out of no way and a belief in a God who was with them, a God that they experienced while they were working and singing and hoping and praying. A God that they experienced in the midst of injustice and beatings, being owned and being separated from family and sold and thrown out. Now, I don't want to liken Jacob's journey completely. 
with that of our African slaves, but Jacob is bound to his brother's anger, his desire for power, his place of privilege and blessing. Jacob has been climbing ladders his whole life, doing whatever it took to get ahead of that brother, cheating his brother, deceiving his father, doing whatever needed to happen to get that blessing and to move forward in life. In today's scripture, in Genesis 28, as he runs from his brother's anger, he is walking toward the hope of finding a wife. Jacob becomes to a certain place, a no place really, just a, a stop in the night, I'm tired, it's time to rest here. He's exhausted and he chooses a rock for a pillow and that's just where God wants him. To be alone and to be quiet and to be still, his mind disengaged with all of the manipulating of life that God's message might be experienced. And in a fitful sleep, he has a dream. There's a ladder bridging the great chasm between heaven and earth. The scripture tells us that there was angels in this dream. Now these angels probably weren't the sweet white little statues that we buy at the Hallmark store, the precious moments cards, but they imply that they might be heavenly warriors and messengers going up and down and down and up and going up this ladder and what could it possibly mean? And Jacob snaps out of his sleep, it says in the scripture, and declares, oh, the Lord was in this place and I didn't even know it. How many of us have had times and places in our life when God was there, but at the time, we did not realize it? And only in retrospect were we able to say, oh, aha, that was what was happening there. God was in that moment, or in that person, or in that circumstance. God was there, but I didn't really know it. But I wasn't seeking God. And I wasn't praying, and I wasn't in church, and I was in the wrong place. I was someplace that God would not have wanted me to be, but yet God found me and met me in a moment. You see, in the scripture today, Jacob is not on a spiritual quest himself either. He's on the run from his brother, on the run to a wife. His parents, his past, his demons of deceit and jealousy... He is groping in the dark, and he doesn't know what he wants. And it turns out he's right where God wants him to be, and that God's on his way to him. Jacob, when he wakes up, doesn't even try to climb that ladder. He, maybe he does, because he goes back to sleep. Do you ever wake up from a dream and you want to get back to the dream, so you try to fall back to sleep so you can keep it going? Or sometimes you wake up and you don't want to go back there, so you don't want to go back to sleep. But Jacob goes back into the dream, so maybe he really does want to experience that dream and climb that spiritual ladder instead of the worldly ladders that he's been climbing all along that have led him to this broken family. Jacob wakes up in the morning to the reality of that dream and remembers it and is filled with wonder and abundance and realizes that the very land he's resting on is holy ground and will become his home for generations and his offsprings for you and me in this living book that we read of stories. And maybe it's in this moment that he decides that he's 
done climbing ladders. He's awestruck and he makes a vow to God and pours oil all over that rock and leaves it there in this place that's called Bethel, which means house of God. And then he goes on his way to find a wife. Read on in the story later today. So one of the ladders is here on the ground before us. And imagine that that ladder invites you to step into Jacob's dream. And imagine how God might transform our own dreams into wild and wondrous realities. Thomas Merton was a Catholic monk in the 19th century and suggests that people spend their whole life climbing the ladder of success only to find that when they get to the top, their ladder was leaning against the wrong wall. What ladder are you climbing? And what wall is it leaning up against? The corporate ladder? Popularity? Trying to be somebody you aren't? In a relationship that you know isn't right or healthy for you? Are you on a ladder climbing out of a broken family or healing from disease or dis-ease or the isolation of COVID? Are you climbing toward bravery and getting back out into the world? Are you on a spiritual ladder fighting for injustice and justice and growing in your faith? What are you going after? Where do we spend our time? Recently, I was in Puerto Rico on a mission trip and I was literally climbing ladders to try to fix someone's roof, a stranger's roof, somebody I didn't know and I was meeting for the first time. Climbing a ladder to accomplish something, to change something. Climbing a ladder reveals those things that we can't see on the ground that we have to get up a little higher and look at life from a new perspective. I was part of a mission team bringing justice to people, five people in that family who waited four years for their home to be repaired from hurricanes and earthquakes and COVID. In spite of Jacob's lying and sneakiness and abuse of power, God gives Jacob a life-changing dream and reminder that God keeps God's covenant now, we look at lying, sneaky, people abusing power, and we cast them off over here. And don't expect that God's going to spend any time on them. But that's exactly who the scripture is about. And that's exactly the type of people that God builds that community of faith and the Israelite people on. Screwed up, messed up families like ours. And that is who God is in our own lives and keeping the covenant and the promises. A reminder that God is faithful and the maker and the keeper of the covenant. That it's not us, it's God. In this scripture we can learn from Jacob too and the gift of a rock and a pillow of stillness and blessing. God calls us to be still and to be present. God longs to, for us to hear God's promises of faithfulness and the unwavering 
and renewing and ongoing in our lives. God desires for us to see ladders and experiences of thin spaces when earth and heaven are so close that they merge together and there's a mysterious sense of smell or feeling and expression of God's amazing grace in our lives. I've experienced it at funerals. I've experienced it in worship places. I invite you after church today to share your experiences of thin spaces between when God is sitting right next to you or on top of you or all through you and around you. And don't wait for someone to ask you. Tell them about that time and experience of thin space that you might have had and how you got there. Do we have to ask ourselves, do we have habits and practices in our life that can get us still enough and disengaged enough with this world that we can experience angels descending and ascending in our dreams and in our daily lives? Do we need to carve out more time in our schedules like we even write it down on our schedules to have coffee with a friend that we write to have quiet time with God so that we can hear God whispering to us that we are indeed cared for and loved and claimed, that we are not alone in this world. Now, just because you don't get quiet doesn't mean God's not going to find you, amen? Because the story shows us that in these moments when Jacob isn't even trying to be quiet and hear from God, God breaks in. That the God of the universe finds us in spite of ourselves. That God revealed God's dreams still yet today in our lives. That God is in the shades of green in creation or in the sounds of the birds and the songs of crickets. As Jenny was doing the children's message, I was remembering sitting on our porch swing early one morning um, this week. And I was on the, uh, the phone call for work. And I came in and when that was over, I said, Danny, to my husband, you have to come and sit on the porch swing. And I put him right where I was sitting. And the sun was shining, and there was this swirl of a bug boil that had just hatched. And all these bugs were swirling around like a lawn ornament that we buy. And God was showing me a gift in the sunshine of this space and place that God was revealing God's self in the morning space of quiet or of me working. That God comes and God interrupts, but we need to get our minds and souls in tune with wanting to see God and re realizing that God is out there and that holy moments have power to take our breath away and to proclaim a spot that is holy and a blessing that God has for us in those moments when we aren't even aware. Because God through grace and mercy comes into our lives and works in mighty ways. Our God is the giver of every gift and does not need a GPS system to find us. And so may we praise God and live in new ways this week and look for where God wants to bless and interrupt our lives. Amen. I would invite us to join in singing um, our song Forever Rain. And as you're doing that, if you're online worshiping with us today, I would invite you to put your prayer requests in the chat and we will share in prayer together. Amen.
invite you to stand as you are able and join us in our next song.
can be seated. So we have some prayer requests. Um, Chuck says thanks for the prayers and the cards and the love um, from his surgery, and he is grateful for this family and community of faith and is with us today. If you've broken an arm, apparently you're supposed to sit in that row. <laughs> um, Linda Moore asks for prayers for Miriam Moore, who was diagnosed with congenitive heart failure. Liz Frederick is celebrating the birth of a first grandchild. Ira Harrison Frederick, son of Andrew and Tiffany on June 14th. Praise God. Um, Mary Kotnick says, um, asks for prayers for her friend Joan um, and her family on the loss of her husband, whose memorial service was yesterday on their 21st wedding anniversary. We pray for um, Ruth Hazlitt, who fell and broke her hip. She had surgery and is experiencing some confusion. We celebrate with the Obels their 30th wedding anniversary. Um, Leslie, at, yay, if you're online with us, Obels. Um, Tim and Leslie Miller asked for um, continued prayers for Leslie's sister, who we've been praying for, Dawn. Um, and we celebrate that she is out of ICU. Um, and so that's a good word um, from that journey. And then Shelly asks for prayers for Jenny, Jessica, and her grandson Floyd on their faith journeys and for their safety. We know that there are still many concerns um, throughout our world um, through um, the, what's happening in Ukraine and in other places that are in war and conflict. Um, we pray for um, the division in our own country around decisions that have been made this week around the ability to carry guns and the woman's ability to choose health care for her life. Um, and so we go to our great God in prayer for, um, for all of us, um, no matter what side of that story you find yourselves. Let us go to God in prayer. Oh God, here we stand and sit and rest like Jacob at the gate of heaven, at your feet, believing that the door is still open, that we have access to you and to heaven, coming to offer sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving like Jacob who poured oil on a rock where he slept and dreamed of angels, where he dreamed of an open heaven. Oh God, we confess that there may be some in this house today who wonder if heaven really is still open and if you hear their prayers. We also confess that others among us may feel unworthy to speak your name in prayer. Oh, but God, who is able to do far more than we can imagine or ask, here we are together, Lord, coming before you in faith, 
Oh, please come and reassure us, reassure all of us that the same God who, who opened up heaven to a rascal like Jacob leans in to hear our whispered prayers. Thank you, God, for, for loving us in spite of who we have been and who we are. Thank you for seeing in us the people that we could become. Thank you for your unrelenting love that pursues us and apprehends us. And if we let it, that same unrelenting love can transform us. Help us to be awed when we consider that the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has invited us and asked to be our God. May we respond in faith by aspiring to resemble your people. That we might be your people who set the captives free, who correct the wrongs of this world, who make life possible for all, the born and the unborn, the hungry and the hopeless, the marginalized, the queer, the sick without access to health care, the complicated and the simple, the addicted and the broken. Hear us in the quiet of our own brokenness, God. And may we provide access to grace for all people. And Lord, hear us now as we together pray the prayer that your son Jesus Christ taught us to pray in whatever tradition you come to this house today. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread as we trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Aaron is going to bring us some of our action steps today. As we leave here, our hope is that you will take God with you into the world, living into our mission to create safe spaces to grow with God and one another, not just in this place, but in your daily lives. So there are some different opportunities to be someone for Jesus, including worship in the woods, um, pint mason jars for VBS, and Gus the food bus, uh, evening circle collecting for Rahab, and then the guidebook. Um, there's more information about all these different things um, in the Good Word and the Narthex. So after service, you can pick that up and read more about all those opportunities um, and how we can show God's love in the community. So, yeah. <laughs> and now receive the benediction. Let's stand and receive the benediction. So as we go from here, I want you to listen once more to the promise that God made long ago. First to Abraham, then to Isaac, and to Jacob, who we meet in scripture today. And claim this for yourself. 
I am the Lord your God, the God of Abraham and of Isaac. Know that I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. And I will not leave you until I have done everything that I have promised. Let's go from here with that assurance and be the people of God that offer that to others. Go now in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Let's walk together for a while and ask where we Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week.